everybody, and welcome to Laughing Liberally Milwaukee, the podcast. Brought to you by the Shepherd Express, I'm your host, Matthew Filipovich. Every episode, I'm going to bring on one of the regular comedians from Laughing Liberally Milwaukee, which when we're not in a horrible, deadly global pandemic, is a monthly live progressive political stand-up comedy show. We're going to discuss and joke about a news story, and then we'll talk a little bit about comedy. I am so, so excited that our guest this week is the hysterical Sean Vasquez. Sean, thank you so much for being on the show. Hey, thanks for having me. It's uh, it's so great to hear your voice again. Yeah, yours too, buddy. Uh, so <laughs> last week, the Republican National Convention was held, and wow, 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 was it a frightening sight to behold. Uh, speakers at the RNC repeated the phrase, law and order so much, you would think that the RNC was produced by Dick Wolf. Uh, <laughs> they, they could make a whole series, law and order, Trump's victims unit, and it's America that would be the victims here. Um, Absolutely. It's not like Republicans trying to scare white people is a new tactic. No. That's been around for a long, long, long time. Time. That's the greatest hits. Yeah. Exactly. No, it, it really it's it's like it's it's what you expect to hear. It's a closer, right? Uh, right, right. It, so, but it's clearly one of the centerpieces of Trump's campaign in 2020 is Donald Trump's definitely not a racist, but. Only Donald Trump can save you from the scary black people. Uh, that's really what they're going for. And so many at the RNC echoed that uh, kind of sentiment over and over. So they're not even doing like dog whistle racism. They're doing bullhorn racism. And the bullhorn, it's painted with an American flag. It also <laughs> yes. has a Confederate flag on the other side. There's a little Klan hood on the bullhorn. Absolutely. Yeah. So, Sean, tell me, what is your take on the Republican law and order campaign? Oh, well, I tried, I tried to, I would say I watched like 60% of the convention before I started, I had to take like, I'm feeling queasy breaks <laughs> just because it didn't feel like real life. Uh, but uh, hearing this law and order, sometimes I think in the past, listening to, you know, RNC speeches, I get the idea that they're trying to be their version of inclusive, you know, they're like, I got to I got a taco bowl at Trump Tower, thumbs up, like, version, you know, or George Bush is from Texas. I know Mexicans. Like, but this time it just felt like we're only talking to white people. White people, listen up. We do have some black people here. Uh, just so you know, we're trying. Uh, but it wasn't, it wasn't, like, geared to, like, speak to, like, you know, the black community or the Hispanic community. It it felt like everybody was such obvious, like so obviously props for everything. <laughs> right. But props for a white audience to to so they so they could go and tell their family members, Trump is a racist. He spent five minutes talking about a black family who was a cop or like you know. <laughs> and and so you just keep hearing law and order. It really was every time like just say the n-word guys just like say it because you know that's what you've been trying to do for the past 60 years or i mean you know forever yeah no. uh, so it, it it really this law and order thing like you said it it really was uh the default uh let's scare white people it really felt like hey white people you're not scared enough yet <laughs> right like, i don't think you're scared enough yet you know how like like a lot of times around is just by inspiring people. Right. <laughs> like, we're going to do something great. It was like, guys, you're not freaking out enough. <laughs> like, you guys need to really shit your pants about this. That's what it felt like. Everybody was like, hold on. I, I got this. I'll scare them. And then they would like pass the mic. 
<laughs> it really was like like scary ghost stories around a campfire at the convention. Yeah, yeah. Pa- pa- yeah. Pa- pass the flashlight. Right. Ooh, MS-13 is going to move. MS-13, have you ever seen an MS-13 member? Like, granted, there's statistics. They're out there. They're not, like, not out there. But it's like, it, it, it just sounds scarier than, you know? Yeah. Like, it's just their boogeyman they have for Mexicans. All they said was that Mexicans are going to move in next to you. MS-13 isn't even Mexican, by the way. Right. At some point. <laughs> like, this whole, that was like my favorite, like, hated, like, least favorite, but favorite line mm-hmm. was like the whole, uh, they want to like lock you in your house and open the borders <laughs> and invite MS-13 to move in next door. I'm like, I don't know if MS-13 has the credit to move in next door to you guys <laughs> like to get a house next to you. But, you know, it, it was just such a weird way to, like, say it. Like, it was really hard for me to imagine MS-13 gang members, like, moving in next door. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, what's so wild about that, though, uh, so, you know, the McCloskeys, they're the rich, white, uh, Versailles, St. Louis couple with the giant guns that were photographing, uh, that they were yeah, photographing, yeah, yeah. pointing guns at. They were at the RNC. They recorded them. And the the woman, Patricia, uh, they actually, she actually said, like, th- that was probably the most racist speech out of, they even out-racist Trump, which is big, right? That's wild, uh, but, yeah. But she that actually... That his whole speech. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. no, and he was really, really racist. Uh, but they were yeah, even yeah, more yeah. racist. Uh, she actually this, said, that, "I did skip them, so yeah, I don't oh, know about this." So yet. one of the things she said, though, they said that that, that Democrats want to abolish the suburbs altogether. I mean, abolish the suburbs, like Abol- man, <laughs> I don't want people like the McCloskeys anywhere near me. You know, right, exactly. Stay, yeah, I want you to stay in the suburbs. Yeah, please. stay in stay. St. Louis is equivalent of Waukesha. Like, like abolish the suburb, like. How many people are hundred? Not, not my perfectly groomed lawn. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> like what? I, I, I just imagine them really thinking that, like, you know, as soon as Biden gets in office, which he will, uh, that you know he's gonna like pick up his red phone and be like, send him in. And it's just bulldozers going through like, you know, fucking new houses. Like, why? It's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Well, so Sean, uh, one of the other aspects of this podcast is we actually discuss about the uh, the craftspersonship of comedy. Um, oh. I kind of want to ask you, how has COVID-19 treated you uh, as far as you doing comedy? Have you done any comedy shows uh, so far in COVID? I haven't. I, I, I had my first show since COVID in Milwaukee, actually, at the Laughing Tap. Oh, nice. Yeah. And, uh, and shout outs to the Laughing Tap Milwaukee. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're fantastic. And they had just opened in January. So, oh, uh, yeah. you know, and and they're fantastic and so they're following suit with a lot of clubs that are opening up and a lot of establishments you know the 20 percent uh capacity or 25 percent, whichever it is and uh in comedy it's like you i've performed for so many uh like two-person crowds uh you know and like people don't maybe don't realize that about comedy sometimes most of your work especially when you're coming up like is where you can find someone to put you on and it might be a laundromat you know it might be a backyard <laughs> show and everyone is comedians and their girlfriends the the two comedians that might have a girlfriend or boyfriend <laughs> and and uh so going back to club work which is what i was doing before the pandemic which is great my stuff was going fantastic i was getting booked at clubs uh and and then that all happened then it was five months of just like dead silence yeah and uh I got a call day of to fill in. Actually, it wasn't even had. I didn't even have time to really consider the offer, uh, so I was kind of like, "Man, oh uh, yeah, yep, I'll do it." <laughs> so I go, and uh, it, everything's just weird. It's like uh, 
I was hosting the show. So I also felt like I had to address that, that it's a pandemic. And I feel like people aren't ready to laugh about it yet. I understand it. Uh, so that was weird. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, clubs have to do a lot of weird things. Like uh, no one can use the same microphone. Because uh, if anybody's ever worked with microphones, you know that uh, microphones are disgusting and uh, full of everybody's germs and dirt. And They're really spit. actually. If you don't, if you're not, a, if you're not a comedian, microphones are really smelly. Especially by the end yes. of the show, they smell really, really bad. Ooh, and yeah. then no one washes those. They just put them back in the case and open them back up after they fester for you know a couple weeks. Right. Uh, so, it, so there's just like all these little tiny things that are going on now for people to put on these shows, and it's there's a bunch of great shows going on still. Um, but for really small crowds, crowds that, you know, they're uneasy being out. Maybe some of them, I'm sure, are like, yeehaw, like, I've been outside <laughs> this whole time. Uh, you know, I don't know. But, you know, keeping that social distance, uh, having to take it, little things like having to come up with your mask on and then take your mask off so you can speak into the mic and then put it back on for you. It's just like a very weird world. And it kind of takes you, you know. I think for me, it was my first time. So for me, it was hilarious. I dropped the mic like twice uh, just because it was on like, it was on like their backup stand right. <laughs> with their backup mic and they like wasn't fitted. So I'm here, I'm like, I'd rather go back to this pandemic. <laughs> like, I want to go back to my quarantine. Uh, comedy can just go on uh, like, without me. Uh, but no, I, th- I think uh, it's, I was glad to get back out there, but it's still, you know, for people going out there, it's not an easy decision. You're still thinking about your own safety and stuff like that. Uh, you got to make sure that the club is following, like, and I will say this, uh, Laughing Tent Milwaukee, they're on it. They're super strict about all that stuff. Yeah. Um, I said this, uh, I said this uh, with, uh, I think with Jason uh, Hillman last show. I, I love, I love the three of them at the Laughing Tap, uh, Matt and, and Greg and, and, and Caitlin. Um, yeah. I I I'm not doing any live shows personally. I and I I, I worry about them just because I'm friends with them and I really, really yeah. care about them and I don't want them to die. But they also yeah. it's their business, you know. They have to, you know, they, they opened in January. It's not like they're at their they're comedians, they're not like they have a lot of money I mean, here. Uh it kind of goes to a small business thing too. Like they put their whole livelihoods into this thing in January, yeah. which is like their life, you know, it's not just their job, like they're yeah. gonna stay home from their job. Yeah. It's like their whole, you know. It is kind of their life. Yeah, <laughs> you know, no, it is. They already, yeah. They're already risking their life before yeah. that. And Sean, unfortunately, we're out of time, my friend. Uh, before we go, where can people find you on social media? Uh, on Instagram, you can find me at Sean Michael Vasquez. Uh, and I, you know what? I'm starting TikTok because I got to get in with the kids, you know? <laughs> so that's that's Shawnee V, baby. Oh, if yeah. If you want to come find me. S-H-A-W-N-Y, Shawnee V, baby. All right, that's how you can find me. Sean, thanks for being on the show. So great to see you. All right, everybody, I want to thank you so much for listening to episode number six of Laughing Liberally Milwaukee. We have new episodes with a new comedian on the first and third Wednesday of every month. Please subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast. You can find out more at laughingliberallymke.com. Until next time, take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and we'll see you at the next Laughing Liberally Milwaukee.